live you know we well, came on I came in earlier today and people were asking about you they were asking where is Elias people are asking about me that's right they're used to you who's asking about me they're used to you and your negative demeanor who's asking clip. about me <laughs> the subscribers yeah which ones that's what I want to know listen I can't name names because they're gonna think I've been paying attention to them you know that. Oh, okay yeah no yeah for that Hopefully you're a patron. Then you know we could do do some something like that. We got a couple people here. We got uh, Ash Ash Okumar Manga and Michael Slocum, Senior. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, guys. And MMLTN, uh, peace and alien face. I don't know what that means. <clears throat> comes in peace I come in peace so, uh, let's wait for some let's wait for some people to the to, to pop in let me just answer Michael Slocum really quick Michael Slocum senior uh hey Shane are you enjoying the altitude 16 yeah I'm enjoying it I love the altitude 16. One of the best home theater purchases I've made so far. I like to think. Well, you know, we were talking about um, we were talking about James Bond last time. There's a bunch of people in the comments, right? I just want to say that I've been catching up on all of the uh, all of the Bonds since the beginning. In fact, I started with the original one. I started with Doctor No because I, you know. That's where it began. Some people say that it began with 1953's Casino Royale or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then there was a Casino Royale after that that was a parody of, of the Bond films. But I got to tell you, I'm really enjoying um, Sean Connery's Bond. Yeah, what's so good about him? Because he's suave, he got that accent. Yeah, he's suave, he got the accent. You believe that he, if he got into a fight, he would win. And just whenever he's on screen and someone's talking to him... You know he's about to say something slick. He always has something slick up his sleeve to say or do. And you haven't gotten to Roger Moore yet? I've seen Roger Moore's as a kid. I've watched a lot of those as a kid. And I'm on Live and Let Die right now. And Roger Moore is good in his way that he seduces the woman. So he's got a little bit of swab to him as well. Um, as far as the idea that he could get into a fight and always win, I don't know if I, if I 100% believe that. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that will always win all his fights. It's because Roger Moore... Obviously, this is, is the movie, this is a movie, so... It's because Roger Moore is like a proper Englishman. Like, he looks like yeah. a proper Englishman. Yeah. So, something about him, though, I don't really see as manly as um, Sean Connery. Yeah. You know who looked like he would be a rough dude is uh, Michael Dalton, the guy right before uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, so Timothy Dalton, yeah. Wait, did you get him yet? 
I've I've watched scenes of his, but I I can't get into his bond. It's just it's just not good for me. I like think, uh, was it's it? not good to me at all. He was the Living Daylights. Living Daylights and License to Kill. I'm not right. much of a fan of that one. I believe I saw those when I was younger too. I just can't recall, or maybe I wanted to wipe that out from my memory. And this is what you've been doing on your quarantine lockdown. This is one of the things I've been doing, yep. Catching up on all the bonds. And what's funny about these movies is that they have two of them that are not regarded as official entries in the, of the series, but they still kind of are. It's a weird situation. One of them is Casino Royale, the parody. And the other one is Never Say Never Again, 1983, with Sean Connery, but a much older Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. And... And yeah, I can't wait to get to that one too. It's just that I have to pass a bunch of Roger Moore's Bond films first. And the, also the interesting thing, of course, is this is a home theater channel. I haven't been watching all of them in my theater. I've been watching them on my Sony OLED, 65-inch A1E. And I'm quite pleased on the, uh, on the transfer quality. Starting with, starting with um, Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah. Every other Bond film before that, Doctor No, Thunderball, uh, You Only Live Twice. No, I'm sorry. It's actually You Only Live Twice. That's the one where the uh, where the quality starts to pick up. You know where the transfer actually starts to become solid. The only bad part is that at times there are frames in which you see a white line on like the right side of the screen or in the middle of the screen, like a white transparent line. And it has to do with the way the film was captured or whatnot, or the way it was processed digitally. But Dr. No, Goldfinger, Thunderball, uh, From Russia With Love, those ones in the beginning with Sean Connery, they have this... They, they have imperfections in the visuals, or there's jump cuts, right? Yep. And seeing all that on my 4K, it was just, like, painfully obvious. Um, I can't wait till I get to the newer ones, starting with GoldenEye. Starting with GoldenEye, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be watching those in my theater. Um, too bad I didn't have a 4K projector. Uh, maybe I might change my mind. Maybe I might continue all of them and continue watching them in, uh, on my OLED to get to, you know just watch them all in 4K. So you tell um, me, you tell me, what are you, you watching these on iTunes, right? No, I'm actually watching these on uh, Epics. So when I go into the Apple TV, and there's a there's the app, it's weird because if I go Siri search, general search on Siri. For Diamonds Are Forever. Mm-hmm. And it points me to the iTunes page for Diamonds Are Forever. Um, in which I have to pay to buy, to view, or rent. Um, if I go into the Apple TV section, I go in and I can search for something. And it will bring me to all the different providers that are connected to Apple TV. For example, HBO 
Go or HBO Now, whatever it's called. Showtime. Yep. And Epics. Epics is another one. Is that and a, Epics is what I've been watching it on. Is that a is that a free service or you gotta pay for that? You know what? I'm I can't I can't confirm or deny that right now because I don't have or I do have a year of Apple TV subscription yeah. on Apple. So I don't know if this is coming from the Apple TV subscription that I have or if it's just something that's on the service. I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I guess that's 1080p, right? I think I think a lot of the movies are 4K, though, on iTunes, if I'm not mistaken. Right, and they have been 4K since the beginning on Epics. Everything that I've been watching, it's all been 4K. It's just that Oh. Some of the older films with Connery on Epics? it has imperfections in the visuals. Epics is 4K. It's not, yeah, but uh, Epics, yeah, it's all 4K. It's all crisp. Who owns Epics? I know. I, know, I don't know, but know that's people. what I've, that's how I've been watching all this. Epics. Let's look at that real quick. Epics hit movies. E E E P I X X. Yeah, a bunch of yeah. yeah. Uh, some of them are not on Epics though, like Casino Royale. Because I don't think Casino Royale is on Epics. Hmm. There's a bunch, yeah, a bunch of stuff on here. I know. Yeah. It. Epics is a premium entertainment network. Slow burn. Well, they got War of the Worlds. Is that 4K too? I was looking to buy that today on uh, iTunes. Oh no, this is more the, this is 2020. Never mind. Oh, it's like a show. A multifaceted reimagining of the timeless classic is something new. With no-name actors, I guess, right? Hmm. Oh, they got original. They got original shows on there and everything. All right. I guess they're, yeah. they're on their own network. Yeah, right. Their own network. Okay. Until they get bought out by Apple. <laughs> Apple ain't buying shit. Uh, or until they get bought out by whoever we were talking about last week, Voodoo. <laughs> so you catch it up but, on um, you catch it up on the on all the bonds. Catching up on all the bonds, you're mm -hmm. right. Having a good time too. I've been watching Westworld. Um, as far as villains. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's just too much for me. Anything show related is too much for me. Um, as far as villains are concerned so far it's interesting because not all of the Bond villains have been like cool and it's interesting the villain wasn't even you just cut out like, you can hear me you just cut out what do you mean Yeah, I can hear you now. All right. No, what I was saying was, um, all out right. of all the, all of, out of all the uh, movies that I've seen so far, leading up to Live and I Die, Goldfinger was the best film out of all of them so far, and the villain mm -hmm. wasn't like the craziest, most interesting guy. He just had a good plan, yeah. and his plot was good. Like his all that stuff was good. Yeah, just just the overall movie was good, and it's weird because normally to have a good movie, you need a really good villain, and or a movie like that, 
it all centers around having a good villain, making it interesting. But he was just he just seemed average to me. He just had a really good plan. But his visual though Who did the was average. Finger? So fat guy. Huh? Who did what? <laughs> Who did the Goldfinger song? The Goldfinger song. Was it Shirley Bassey? I think that was Grace Jones. It was like Goldfinger. Uh, no, Grace Jones is the chick from... Um, I thought that was... Uh, no, wasn't that Grace Jones? From uh, A Beauty of Kill. Yeah, Shirley Bassey. I was right. Goldfinger. Maybe. Maybe you're probably right there. Yeah, I was right. I just looked it up. This guy said, good night, sweet dreams. What's your thoughts on DIY? All right. Has nothing to do with Bond. What's your thoughts on DIY subs? Oh, we addressed this last week. Did we? Yeah. Um, pretty much. Uh, you can go first, but pretty much all I said was, well, I don't even remember oh, what I said. Yeah, we did. <laughs> but um, you, you give your thoughts on that. You would know more. Uh, DIY subs. Mm, yeah, we did talk about this because I could remember me saying, I know for me and for you, I'm pretty sure I can speak for both of us that n none of us are going to go out and build our own subs and get a screw gun or a screwdriver and wood glue and the actual dr subs themselves, the drivers themselves, and then paint them and sand them and prime them and and then paint them and get a spray gun or a what have you and finish them and clear coat. I'm not going to do that. I, I know damn sure you're not going to do that because you didn't even like to set up your camera for this live stream. And <laughs> I'm not about that life, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that are. And that's wonderful. But I'm not about the DIY life. I'd rather pay somebody to have it pre-done for me and just pay the extra money to buy it. And be I mean, happy. there's things... There's things that we do DIY, oh, but I mean, yeah, I feel like yeah. something like this sound quality yeah. is not one of them. Yeah, it's not one of them. Uh, listen, unless, unless I have some, unless if you've got some like true understanding of how acoustics works, then for me personally, no, because we still have to do some homework about it, right? You still have to understand what you're building. It's not like I'm going to go to Parts Express or Monoprice or whatever and just buy a box and a driver and some crossovers and just think it's going to work properly. Yeah, you know, just because you can do it doesn't mean yeah. you actually should. Leave yeah. that in the hands of the professionals. Mm -hmm. Not saying the hobbyists out there can't do that because I'm sure there's there's tons that, that can. And I'm sure there's tutorials of how to build it. But uh, for me yeah. personally, I'm not going to I'm not going to go do that. Uh, as far as like like building a desk or something like that, yo, listen, like like I built this desk, like the desk that you're looking at here, like I did this myself with some wood from Home Depot and uh, some some stain, but that's easy though. That's just a desk. You, you paint it, you put some legs on it, you're done. That's not like trying to make some fantastic sounding acoustics because uh, I don't have any confidence in myself doing that. But if you're confident in if you're confident in doing that, then by all means, go go and do it. But for yeah. me, for me, that's a no. Yeah, same here. Yeah, like I said last time, when it comes to car subs, that sort of thing you have to make yourself sometimes because you might find a sub that you really like that they don't sell it in in, in a box, so you got to put it together yourself. That's mm -hmm. understandable. Yeah. But 
um, they expect you to do that sort of thing. With home theater, it's it's not like that. Yeah, nah, that's that's not what we're gonna do. Uh, what else? Are there any projectors with HDMI 2.1? If not, when would they likely be released? Uh, no projectors I'm aware of that's 2.1 capable. I think a lot of the stuff that's 2.1 is either has to do with like 4K gaming, you know, 4K 120, variable refresh rates, and uh, nothing, there's no projectors that's, as far as I know, that's not going to, that's going to accommodate that anytime soon. Um, most projectors, you know, if you're spending a lot of money on projectors, it has to do with like the glass that's being used in it you know the image quality that's going to produce if it can do like 4k 60 right now i think is the max for like movies like gemini man and billy lynn um certain games certain game systems but i'm not aware of anything that does that's going to do like 4k 120 not yet maybe this year but nothing has been uh announced so i wouldn't anticipate at least for another two years or so well, that's same. You, you think the Xbox One X or Xbox Series X and PS5 are going to have 2.1? You know, we were talking to a Wisdom the other day. And yeah. he said none of the consoles are going to do 4K 120. No. He said they'll do like one, uh, 144, 1440p by 120, but not 4K 120. I don't know. I don't, I don't game, so I, don't, I have no idea. But that's what he says. Oh, 1440p by 120? Yeah. By uh, 120 frames, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's some gamers in the in the comment section. Listen, if there's a PS5 or Xbox... What is it? Xbox 2? Xbox Series X. Hmm. Anybody in the comments that knows about video games? I don't know about the games, so I don't know if any of them are going to do 4K 120. You know, I'm kind of sick of games, honestly, in uh, in a certain sense, uh, I must say. You know, I have fun with my Xbox One X online. I've been on Xbox Live for a long time. And I've got a lot of friends who play online. And I find fun in Modern Warfare, but as far as any other games that everyone else is hyped up with, like Fortnite or PUBG or any of those Battle Royale games, I just I seriously can't stand them. Look, when I was young, I always bring it back to when I was young because when you're young, the interest that you have when you're young, most likely those carry forward into your adult life, and that's really what drives you and what's, what's your passion and stuff, right? A lot, I'm pretty sure a lot of you can think of stuff that you used to like when you are young that you still like now. Mm-hmm. A lot of the games that I used to own on N64 or still own on N64, Nintendo 64, they were games that were based off of something. So, like, I had the Mission Impossible game, I had the Pokemon game, I had Mortal Kombat based off the movies. So, basically, all this intellectual property. I used to have, my, my favorite games are games that are based off of IPs of movies. And there was something about that, like, even GoldenEye, The World Is Not Enough. There was something about those games that made me want to game. It was based on something. Nowadays, gaming is not like that. So... Uh, I fully understand where you come from when you say, well, look, I don't game. 
I can relate to that because even though I have games and even though I do play on a regular basis with friends, it's just not the same anymore. Um, and it's unfortunate, but fortunate for everyone in this chat here and everyone who follows this channel that gaming systems have now become the new norm when it comes to that first piece of tech that someone buys that they somehow implement into their home theater. Because I see a lot of guys on the forums on Facebook that they have an Xbox One S or a One X as part of their setup, like as part of their living room setup somehow mm -hmm. with like speakers and a TV or whatnot. So it's interesting how game systems have become more and more pieces of tech that people like to use as their first 4K Blu-ray player or as their first, as their first Blu-ray player, PS3, for example. We talked about that before on the stream. But, yeah. but yeah, you know, I, that's just a little, um, a little uh, critique that I have of the gaming industry that before they used to come out with movie games and they used to suck, but not all the time. Like X-Men Origins Wolverine was a very good video game for Xbox 360 and PS3. Good, not the best technical showcase out there, but a good game nonetheless. But that's just that's just my critique. You know, I wish there were there were more. Um, I wish there were more games out there that were based on movies, because that I mean that that was a good marketing thing. Like you go to the movie, you watch the movie, you enjoy it, and you're a gamer, so you want to kind of relive it. Buy the game. Now it's all mobile. Now it's all disposable games. Um, Avengers. They're coming out with a video game. But when did Avengers come out? 2012. Yep. Come on. Yes, this guy has a question. When do we think uh, consoles are going to be better? 4K Blu-ray players is going to be a viable option. Um, like I think, I think the I think the consensus was as far as like uh, the Xbox was concerned, like it would handle like gamma differently. Like it would blow out highlights or maybe uh, I think the color tone was a little off on them. Um, I mean, these, these consoles, they're aimed specifically for video games rather than I think secondary as movie players and movie streamers. Yeah. Uh, and first and foremost, their main objective is to be a video game system. I mean, that's why you're buying it. You're buying it for, to be a video game system. You're not buying yeah. it to be a, a, a movie player. I understand the people that want to save money and make it be a convenience thing. But I mean, really, right. if you're buying a 4k Blu-ray player, they have special uh, video processing to make sure your, your highlights are correct and your gamma's right. I think gamma is kind of an important thing and aliasing and all that. So you're not seeing stair stepping on, on edges of images, yada, yada, all that stuff. And video games, you know, maybe you're not going to see aliasing on video games because that's they're designed to to read whatever, whatever these programmers are saying. Listen, don't don't do this for the Xbox, but for movies, that's a that's a different thing. And uh, I don't I don't think uh, if you're going to do a Xbox or a video game console as a movie player, you know that's fine. But uh, if you're a home theater guy and you're dedicated to it, you want you love movies and you have a dedicated space and you value it, then you need to buy yourself a, a standard Blu-ray player, 4K player. Yeah, for sure. I mean, another way to look at it, too, is to just think about how things are when you go and buy a PC, right? Especially a laptop. If you look at, without getting into the weeds too much... Freaking Alexa always gets summoned somehow, randomly, all the time, for no reason. Um, if you look at 
if without getting into the, into the weeds about programming and things like that for computers and how uh, game developers work and things like that, because I don't know, but just from a consumer standpoint, if you take if you take this into account, the fact that when you go and buy a gaming PC, there's gaming PCs like Razer that will be marketed specifically for gaming, yep. and then Razer actually has a studio laptop. It's like four thousand dollars. It's the uh, Shane. You, you might be able to link it because this is a this is a very actually. Uh, Something that's not new, but it's, it's very interesting if anybody wants to edit 8K video to show on their 8K TVs that are coming out soon. Um, you can actually do it with this specific uh, Razer computer that I think is a 15-inch computer. And it can handle an eight, multiple 8K video edits with multiple filters on it. The graphics card is an NVIDIA Quadro or Quattro, and, and it's specifically designed for editing and rendering, whereas Razer's non-studio laptops for gaming will have a GeForce RTX 2080, which is designed for gamers. So those two graphics cards, although they both can render well easily and play games easily at high frame rates, two different designs to the chips, to the graphics chips. Same thing that happens in Blu-ray players and uh, game consoles. Yep. Yeah, so... Basically, listen, if you're a video gamer, buy a video game console or a PC. Uh, if you want to watch movies, buy, buy an actual movie player. That's what it comes down to. Everybody, Everybody's always looking for the all-in-one solution to save money, which, which I get. But then there's, you know, there's situations where, the situations where if you want the, the best, you, you, you got to pay for it. Well, you know, you you mentioned all-in-one solutions yeah. and unable being unable to find the best for all-in-one solutions. I mean, I've got a Marantz sixty thirteen, and for me, it serves my purpose as well. Five dot one dot two, but we've got average Joe. He asked, "What do we think about the NADT seven seven eight? Yeah, and I was just asking you about that the other day yeah. because based on how that thing looks, based on their track record. And based on the honesty of their power ratings, that seems like the next step up for me right there in terms of uh, sound processors. Because, you know, processors and amplifiers, M1, AKA receivers. Because, you know, I'm not trying to get, I'm not trying to get separates. You, you could play that game. I'm not playing that game. But the NADT778, to me, seems like the next logical step. Because I understand how this home theater space works a little better now. You want the equipment that nobody else has. Because that's just how this game is. Right? Am I right or am I wrong? There's a certain feeling that you get when you know your stuff sounds better. There's a certain feeling that you get when you know your stuff not only sounds better, but is also unique, boutique, and what's the word, other word I'm looking for? Um... Uh maybe i don't know about that i think i think we touched upon this earlier in the yeah we did in the earlier no i think i talked about this earlier in the in the earlier podcast when i when i was saying um i had mentioned this earlier this afternoon when i was like uh i think people i think i think some of some of the questions that i get like personally like uh you know off off the live streams and like comments or direct emails directly correlates with your rant that you had a week ago yeah two weeks where you, ago where you were like this and this about clips do you know how yeah. many you know how many uh emails i get about 
what speaker should I upgrade to? Because I saw your video about Klipsch. <laughs> well, I get multi- the, well, look, I get multiple look. emails, many emails per week uh, about that video. And what what speakers should I get? If if that means that they should get the next step up in the same speaker brand line that they have, then that's that's the answer. Well, apparently you must have some influence on the people's buying decisions because everybody's like, hey, should I? I'm curious about what should I upgrade to? Because I have a, an Eclipse XXX RF something or another. And I'm like, listen, <clears throat> I'm like, listen, if you're happy with it, then stick with it. But if not, then, you know, you can check out this and this and this. But, um, and then I think part of that goes to what you were saying, like, should, right exactly should I, should I buy something because people think i own this and this right basically keep it up with the joneses kind of keep it up with, you know yeah type of scenario and um listen it all it always comes down to your budget and what what you can afford and what your means are yeah is uh, is there something better than a clip speaker sure is there something better than what i have sure of course there are um but let me but just you, bring up the example of like the college student the average college student yeah. Average college student doesn't have a whole lot of money going into college, okay? I'm talking pre-world crisis. Average college student doesn't have a whole lot of money going into college. They need a computer that's going to serve them well for the next four or five years or whatever, right? Depending on how long they plan on staying in school, um, whether it's community college or whether it's university, whether it's med school. They just need something that's going to hold them over. They don't. It needs to be fixed almost little to no times ever. And it needs just to be reliable. And more times than not, that's a MacBook. Like, I'm just going to call it like I see it. Because that's all I've ever saw. Mm-hmm. Right? And I had no problem getting a MacBook. Because of my experiences with them. And my experiences with PCs. Now, this is no means a Mac versus PC debate. Because PCs, I, I need PCs for other aspects of my life. But I'm, 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 ter- I'm speaking in terms of the college student. I didn't have a problem getting a Mac going through college because I understood that on average in terms of reliability and just the apps I needed throughout college, like it was just a a smart choice. So that's that. Okay. But I wasn't going to get like, you know, a tricked out, souped up Razor computer just so I could be different throughout college when I know that that wasn't the job for the task. Um, Probably not the best example, but overall what I'm trying to say is I didn't, try and be different just for the sake of being different. I, I, I stayed the same because I knew that the Mac was reliable. Um, as far as what we're talking about here, we're talking about speakers. People go with clips. They go with them because they're reliable. They know that the product that they're getting yeah. is quality. So no knock on the people who choose those up front. But then when it comes to what they want to upgrade to next, maybe that other part, like you said, that I was bringing up, trying to be different comes into play. But I can see why people's mindset going in is to choose clips because they know the name, they know that they've been around for a long time, and they can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, kind of like a, again, kind of like buying a Honda. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, yeah. I compared it to that to that last time. Did but, you say Honda? Um, you said that? You said Honda? Yeah, like, I'm pretty like, sure I did. Like a Honda or like a Nissan Altima. Yeah, like you like you can't you just can't go wrong. You know the name, you've seen them in action like it's a safe bet. It's a very good value. Um, room for growth too, because they have the Atmos. They have Atmos toppers, I believe. And then if you want to step it up, K 
kick it up a notch like Emerald Lagasse. You get the actual tower that has the speaker built in. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, <clears throat> but after about five, six, seven years or whatever, you know, you, you, this is the kind of game where you want to switch it up, right? Um, it's about enjoyment. This isn't the kind of game where uh, it's like a cell phone or a car where like your life depends on it in some cases where you have to stick to tried and true. You can you can go outside the lines with, with, with audio and stuff. You can say, oh, I feel like switching it up. I want to try out this other brand, right? And that's pretty much what the rant was, like to try and get people to, to see other to see to see beyond the fence that they were on. Um, to try out think other things. Just just to see what's out there. If you check everything out that you possibly can afford and you don't like it and you're gonna stick with the same brand, that's fine. Because like that goes back to what you said. You replied to the emails. But um but yeah, I see a lot of people that there's a couple guys that upgraded to the Golden Ear Tritons. And that's cool because that's uh you know, that's a step that the step outside their comfort zone and, and something different, something unique, something that mm-hmm. not everybody has. Yep. Um, and there's something to be said about that when, you know, uh, someone comes over your house and they look at your speakers and they listen to them. And that's something to be said about brand story too. If someone comes over your house, listens to them and says, wow, these are really good. What are these? And then you, you, you give them the brand story of golden ear. You know, you say, well, these are the guys who made death tech. Oh, who made Death Tech? Oh, guy who made Poke. Oh, I know Poke. And then you go from there. You know? Lineage, legacy. That's what we're after. Horology, what watches. Same sort of thing, just with speakers. Speaking of uh, speaking of Golden Ear, gentleman had a question here. DJ Apache. I am building a two-channel system. I am using a pair of Golden Ear, tri- Golden Ear Triton Reference and want to get a tube amp and preamp. I'm thinking of audio research or Dan Wright mod. Uh, when we went to the yeah, Macintosh, right. we went to the Macintosh uh, world of Macintosh. We heard we heard a an audio research uh, tube amps. Remember that one room we were listening to the Christmas music? Yeah, yeah. So that was the uh, I think that was a tube amp system. Uh, it sounded pretty good from what I could recall. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean nothing sounded bad there, but yeah, yeah it, sounded it sounded good there. Yeah. Um, just from our experience, I would say audio research has been in the biz for decades. You're not going to go wrong with that. Uh, they actually asked me if I wanted to review any audio research products, but, uh, I'm trying not to do too many two channel reviews. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that do two channel already, but from what we heard, it sounded pretty damn good from, from the room that we're in. I think we heard the audio research with some, uh, some um what speakers were they the sonus fabers believe so yeah uh i'm not sure that was the room that we went into where we kicked the people out that were already in there right yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah it was good it was yeah it was good um if you guys have i don't even know if they're open i would say stop by the world of macintosh building but i'm i'm positive they're not even open right now so never. i mean it'd be pretty easy to social distance in that building because it's mm-hmm. a very narrow building like it's not like an average building where it's wider than it is deeper. This yeah. thing is deep, so you'd be able to line up at least a hundred people and still have social distancing going on. Yeah, on, in the pool floor, that is maybe not a hundred, maybe twenty-five. I'm exaggerating, but you yeah. get the gist. Yeah, in the private listening rooms, I'm not sure though. 
Yeah, they would probably have you. It, it would it probably become just that, a pl- private listening room. They would probably say, go in a room. We'll see you in 10 minutes. They'll probably leave the room. They probably don't even, even give you the brand story. But you see, this is what I'm saying is that brand story is important. If we go, if you guys actually even go to that Macintosh townhouse and you take the tour that we took, they're going to give you the brand story. You're going to walk in. You're going to hear some amazing stuff. And you're just going to be like, well, I never heard of these. I've never seen these at my local store. I never saw these at Walmart. I never saw these at, not that Walmart would ever sell something like that, but I never saw this at my local electronics shop, let's just say. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, the brand story is everything. Yeah, that's, that's, part of the, that's part of the sales pitch for sure. You know, it is part of the sales pitch, yeah. But then again, they don't sell there. Remember, they don't sell at the Macintosh townhouses. They think, just educate. I think that's and then the, if you want to be hooked up with a dealer, they could do that. I think I think that's the main job of that house. Is just, I think the main it job is, is to sell you. Main job is the pitch. But they, they don't actually sell. It's just a pitch, right? Yeah, it's just a big pitch. And uh, whether or not you buy... Um, listen, if you're going to the world of Macintosh, chances are you're probably going to buy a Macintosh product or a Sonus Faber. That's why you're there. Like, you know, yeah. you know what it offers. You want to get that experience and... Uh, Chances are you're going to get something. That's right. Speaking of which, I, uh, I was looking into the 7-channel one today. Pricing it out. Which then, one? Uh, the 7-channel seven seven? Cha- yeah, the one. There's like one floating around right now. and I could probably get it in a couple of weeks, but if I got the um, if I got the 5-channel one, I don't know when I would get that one because of COVID-19. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we got a question, a good, real good question. Something we're both going through right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Raw saw HD for two rows of seating. Do you think there's a large enough gain to go with six Atmos speakers over four, and spending the extra on new pre and pro? Uh, new pre pro. So, so here's the thing, people. Um, I think we're gonna address this when I have the Trinob guy come on. So I think a lot of people think that as far as from my understanding from what what i was what i was been what i have been told is that a lot of people think that it's like seven lower speakers and four height speakers is the maximum which was uh like 11 speakers seven plus four is 11 um which is uh, i guess is not the case so if you're watching a movie it's not you're not limited to seven dot x dot four whatever is embedded in the actual mix, which could be up to, I think, 34 speakers. I believe it's 34. And the Trinov, I believe, is the only one that can extract all 41 or 34 objects. So if they're... So whatever you're watching, just as long as your processor can extract that object in the audio stream, it will show up in either the four height speakers, two height speakers, or six height speakers, or eight height speak or ten height speakers, whatever you got. Uh, just as long as your processor can uh, decode it or extract it, then you're good to go. So, if is it better to go four height speakers or six height speakers? It really depends on your space. If you've got enough rows where you can fit six, or if you don't, you can only fit four. Then whatever your processor have, whatever processor you have that can extract it properly, then, you know, I would, uh, I would go with that. If you have, 
I think there's a lot of processors out right now that can do six, six heights. So I think you're safe. If you have the space to fit six overhead speakers, then, then just do that. But, um, so there's going to be information there is, I guess what I'm saying, there is going to be information there if you're watching an Atmos movie. Um, so if you can accommodate six overheads, then do the six overheads. If not, then, uh, then, you know, do four. Like I've got four. I can't do six. I wish I could do six, but I can't, I could only do four. And that, I think, I feel like that's pushing it too in my space, but do, do, do whatever you can fit because there's going to be something up there. Uh, now he mentioned something about two rows of seating and mm -hmm. i wanted to touch up on two rows of seating in general uh, i'm not sure if you thought this through yet or you haven't figured out raw saw but let me just tell you something that shane and i've been going through um mostly me uh i don't have as much leeway as shane does in terms of uh you know mixing and matching subs and and and, and filling out dead zones and things like that and and and, and the whole nine but uh in my situation i've got two rows of seating I've got a room that's about 14 to 15 feet deep, and it's about 12 to 13 wide, so it's almost a perfect square. Perfect not being the right word, because for base, square rooms are terrible. In fact, no matter what room you have, there's going to be some sort of dead zone if you don't set up your uh, subs right and, and get two of them and, and, and do certain things. In my room, particularly, I got two DevTech towers they have subs and then i got the atlantic technology sub i have dead i have dead zones like right in the middle or a big dead zone right in the middle what i did though shane i didn't tell you this mm -hmm. i put my seats back a little bit i put my first first row back a little bit mm -hmm. put my first row back a little bit i did odyssey but i turned down the subs on the dev techs i didn't want them reading the uh i didn't i didn't want the subs being active when Odyssey was measuring the towers. So when you do Odyssey with DevTechs and they have the towers, the subs on the towers, like whether you got the subs turned up a quarter way, halfway, <coughs> excuse me, whatever it is, when that signal goes through, it's going to activate that sub and give you a, a crappy crossover reading. Like I remember, hold on. Mm -hmm. like I remember it was trying to give me like 40 hertz for my mains so I said forget that I'm turning off the subs we ran the test it gave me 80 hertz on the mains I said alright that's more like it same thing with the center I put I got the DevTech center 9060 CS 9060 it was trying to tell me that I need to put it at like I think 60 hertz or something like that screw that 80 hertz right on the main even the center um, but most importantly, what I'm trying to get at is the sub, uh, put the sub on, you know, um, I think it was low pass filter, 120 Hertz, uh, no inversion on the phase, push the seats back, DevTech subs not coming into contact with, uh, any of the other base acoustics that are happening from the Atlantic. And it sounds better. Mm-hmm. Because of Odyssey, because of room correction, because of pushing the seats back. You can't push the seats back all the way up to the back of the wall, though. Like, the second row does have better base. But having the front row being too close, it's like I'm within the dead zone. 
right? What's the, what was that show? Crossing over with John Edwards when we were younger. Remember that in the nineties? That dude that he he used to talk to the dead. I think it was in my thirties in the nineties, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> crossing over with John Edwards, he used to talk to the dead, and he used to be in the dead zone. That's where I have been historically in my front row, center seat, with no room correction, no base correction, nothing like that. Now it's a little better. Oh, and my ceilings are really high, and I don't have base traps. So, but now it's, it's, it's a little better. So that's the other thing, that anybody who wants to build two rows of seating, it, very difficult when it comes to base. The, the best base is probably going to be in the back. Unless you have two rows of seating and there's a lot of there's a lot of distance between like your main stage and, and where your seats are. Because I can honestly tell you, if the room was a little longer, it would sound ten times better mm-hmm. in all seats. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be too boomy in the second row and it wouldn't be too light in John Edwards style, dead in the front, center. Okay? Um, unfortunate... But that's the truth. Funnily enough, when you look at Odyssey and you look at what their picture is when you're going and you're doing your room corrections, they only show one row. They don't show six seats. They show three seats. They show a little a pad where you rest your feet and they say, put the mic here now as if that were a seat. That's not a seat. Don't try to fool yourself and think that, oh, well, maybe let me put this on my front left seat. No, that's where your feet go. They're only showing you three seats for Odyssey. I don't know how any of those other room correction softwares work on the other receivers and processors, but I'll tell you this much. With the consumer-grade stuff that I've been working with, like Marantz, okay, it's consumer, but it's a little better than some of the other stuff. I encourage everyone to check out all brands. With the consumer-grade with the consumer grade stuff, right, that you can just find in, in a store, that is, is what really what I'm trying to say, the stuff that you can find in a store – I'm pretty sure they only measure, at least mine, Marantz and Denon, because I've done Denon too, one row. I don't know about Yamaha and Pioneer. I don't know if they do one or two row room correction. But um, it's not like it's going to fix that anyways if your room's not deep enough, like I said. Yeah, no, the, so uh, it, the, the room corrections can't fix everything. Yeah, yeah. And um, like I said, maybe the room correction could fix this could fix whatever problem there would have been if I did have a longer room and I still wasn't getting base in the front row. Problem is, the room isn't long. So I have no choice but to run room correction and hope for the best. Like you said, it doesn't fix everything. Yeah. Yeah. The so, so. best thing is the physical changes, not the software changes. The physical changes that you can make. Pushing the seats further back. Putting the subs in a different place. Those are going to make the biggest differences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the stuff. Uh, yeah, sometimes you can't push your seat back, or sometimes you can't do this and that. So, and then you're kind of stuck. Is yeah, you are stuck. Yeah. yeah, like I said, the physical differences are going to make the biggest differences, and the software tweaks are going to do just that. Tweak. Yeah. They're not gonna. It's not gonna be life changing. It's not gonna sound. It's not gonna be like you have. You're in a different room. It's you're in the same room. Don't like. Just don't try to fool yourself. Into thinking that the software is like magically doing some work for you, that means you don't have to relocate stuff. Yeah, it's like you have a big uh, you have a big null 
wherever you are, you just can't automatically get rid of that null by by EQing it. Yeah, you just can't do it. Yeah, you can, you can't move that null. As much as nice as it would be, you know, it'd be nice if we could just shift the null somewhere else. You can't do that. Yeah, you got to do actually like physical, uh, you know, change, change speaker position around, subwoofers around, seating positions around. So it's only who's so got much... the best room acoustic, room acoustic software. Who's got the best one? I'm not sure if there's a best one, but I know it's not Odyssey. It's either gonna be well. I think if you ask, I think if you ask the uh, Trinov guys, it's gonna be Trinov. If you ask the one the, with the crazy looking mic. Yeah, yeah, it's that one. There's like four microphones on it. So the Trinov, yeah, the, the Trinov measures in. Well, I told we we talked about this measuring measuring yeah. in 3D space. Yeah. Um, DJ Apache has the Macintosh 160. And my room isn't good with size and acoustics. I was really impressed with the difference Room Perfect made. Well, that's a whole other um, class and category of uh, of what you call it. I would say, right? Yeah, I would say it's I would say it's a notch, notch adjacent or below the turnoff is the one sixty. And then we got Jason said, "What's the difference in pre pros you have used?" I'm looking at AVR NAD seven seven eight or Denon eighty five hundred. Wanted to see if uh, what's better, D Rack or Odyssey, or other differences that make a difference to sound. Well, like I said, I'm looking at that seven seven eight. Yeah, we're looking at that right now. Um, I hit him up. I hit him up earlier today. See what's up. Uh, nothing, nothing so far. So nothing's coming. Nothing's coming my way so far. But I'm yeah. sure the, uh, I'm sure the NAD is going to be like, I'm sure the NAD is going to be cream of the crop this year. It's yeah. it's tough though. It's tough to buy it because I don't know any, I don't know that many places you can just go and buy it. Right. Yeah. At least like like a brick and mortar store. I think if you're going to buy an NAD product, it's going to be, it's going to be a. Dude, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Because before I started working at Audioholics, I was like, Gene, let's check out, I want to check out this processor by NAD. And uh, mm -hmm. like nobody was talking about them for home theater. Now we're talking about them for home theater. Mm. Come on. Come on, man. So, uh, yeah, no. So, yeah, so we covered the m17 over in audioholics so go check out the m17 review in audioholics which i did with dirac dirac uh check that out over there check it out let me let's let's post that link can you post that link audioholics m17 which i did uh, about a year ago yeah i want to say the nicest the nicest built pre-pro that I've had a chance to check out. The NAD, 11 point, version yeah. 2, yeah, 11.1. Yeah, link that, link that right there. So yeah, I mean, yo, if it sounds anything like that, then I I feel like it's, I feel like that's gonna be a winner this year over the, over the Denon and Marantz products. I don't even know what Denon Marantz products are coming out the, this year. That's gonna be like flagship worthy. Right. Uh, what else we got? Uh, did you 
any home theater processor you haven't reviewed but would like to uh no there's nothing there's nothing i want to check out right now that i haven't checked out i think i think once you have the best one there's nothing else that really tickles my fancy yeah yeah there's nothing else that tickles your taint (laughs) <laughs> like listen once, once you get the best one it's like like once you get that bugatti or ferrari you're like okay what else is there anything else yeah B- besides like a formula like in a formula one car or something like that yeah uh anything hmm. else here what else we got here this looks like uh we ain't got too many questions so it might be a short stream tonight yeah. Uh, Spare, are you going to pick up the new PlayStation PlayStation 5 or Xbox? Hard four letters. Um, no, I'm not going to pick up anything. Are you going to pick up something up? If you yeah, would, most likely the, if you're gonna most pick likely up, the Xbox. You're going to pick up Xbox over the PlayStation for what reason? And I have to go, I have to go check the mailbox really quick. I'll be right back. Yeah. So what's the difference between the Xbox and the PS? Well, I I just say it like this. I mean, I've been on Xbox for a long time. Like, Xbox has this feature where you can not well, not, I wouldn't call it a feature, but they count how many years you've been part of the service. And I've been part of the service for sixteen years or whatever. Uh, if that makes me look like a nerd, so what? It just means I pay my bills. But I've been on that service for a while, and I've had a lot of fun, and. I've never had any issues with the network. The games are good. Halo Infinite seems to be promising in terms of, you know, all the other, compared to all the other Halo games that have ever been released, it seems like they're going to do a good job with Infinite. And I can't imagine that they're going to bomb with this one, like uh, Mass Effect did. Um, But again, we talk home theater on this channel, and you're talking about PS5 versus Xbox Series X. And everybody wants to know, we touched upon this earlier in a couple of other streams, everybody wants to know what do you think about the about the, uh, about the capabilities, the 4K capabilities. Because we all know the history of, of Blu-ray and, and home entertainment on game consoles. I mean, you look at the PS2, first DVD player in a home video game console next to the Xbox original, which you needed that media remote in order for it to be used as a DVD player, which was strange. But yeah, that was the case. I remember you actually had to have uh, the media remote. It was black and green. I remember it vividly. It looked like an RCA remote. You'd plug it into the original Xbox, the OG Xbox, the fat one, and 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 um, not the remote you plug in, the little adapter that you get, you plug in, and um, then you would be able to watch DVDs. It was so strange. Mm-hmm. But anyways, continuing on, PS3, Blu-ray, and... Then with the um, Xbox One, it was Blu-ray. PS4 was Blu-ray. And then somehow, some way, they made a switch, and PlayStation didn't even implement a 4K player in it. Xbox One X, no, I'm sorry, S did, and consequently, uh, the the X did. And people like them. They're not perfect. You're better off getting a dedicated player like an X800, X800 Mark II, UB9000, UBA20. Uh, I don't really see people that hyped up with LG players. It's usually always the usual suspects. UB9000, Oppo, X800, whatever. Um, you know, Xbox and PlayStation come up a lot in, in, in these discussions because of their playback capabilities. Uh, 
I'm gonna go again. I'm gonna go with the Xbox, but not because of the playback capabilities. But I did hear that it's gonna have its own dedicated sound card in it, its own dedicated sound chip, and that'll be interesting to see how that will carry over into the home theater space. Will it make my receiver sound better? Will it be like having a dedicated sound card? They're gonna have their own dedicated sound chip. They already said it. Like, what's that gonna do for the sound space? Is that gonna is that gonna sway you to get an Xbox over, say? Um, you know, the latest 4K player, the UB10,000 or whatever the case, right? Mm-hmm. Is 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 the audio going to be that much better because they have a dedicated chip? That's the last I heard, and that was like a few months back. I haven't kept up with the specs, but that's the last I heard. I don't know if the PlayStation 5 is going to have that. But like we said earlier, you buy an Xbox or a PlayStation to play games and do movies second, and then you buy a dedicated player to do movies first, and that's all, but do it well, and not try to be a jack of all trades, not try to be a Walmart of services. Uh, but there's probably going to be like that one little thing in the Xbox or the PlayStation that's going to make people be like, "Well, this is interesting. I wonder how you know what this is going to do for my sound, like that sound chip." So we'll just ha- we'll just have to wait and see. So you're going to go with the Xbox. Uh, two. But I'm only going with it because I've always well, it's, it's the Xbox Series X. But I'm only going with it because of what I know now. Mm-hmm. Um, if they say if they come out and say that there's like a major exclusive on the PlayStation Five that you can't get on the Xbox, um, then you know I'm gonna have to get that. But it's the same thing all the time, man. It's like every six or seven years we go through this, and uh, I always end up choosing the Xbox. Yeah. And never and and, and, and throughout the life cycle of the console almost never end up getting the PlayStation. Like, almost always might end up getting it, but never. It just never happens. So that's the good thing about video game consoles is that it comes out every, like, few years rather than yeah. every year. Yeah, it comes out every six or seven years. Yeah, six or um, seven years. It's not like the bikes. games come out every year, but that's, that's a different story because they don't cost as much. Yeah, it's not like a receiver. A receiver comes out every year, so you you don't you don't feel that remorse. We're like, fuck! I just bought the last one. No, I need to buy a new one. So I mean, as far as like video game consoles, listen, well, I think you know, I, sometimes it's not so good to be so informed. Yeah, like, I guess, so. or maybe not not that informed, but like like so into it and 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 chasing the latest. I mean, it's good to be informed. Don't get me wrong. I take that back. It's good to be informed, but maybe it's not so good to try and always desire the latest, latest, the bleeding edge. Because I'm, all right, I'm going to you, come. You know, you, you're chasing, you're chasing yourself. You're chasing your tail sometimes. I'm going to come at it like a like a home theater guy. An, an Xbox is going to cost like what five hundred bucks. Uh, PlayStation is going to cost like what five hundred bucks. Yeah, it doesn't come out every five. These new ones don't come out every five or six years. The thing about the Xbox and the PlayStation historically has been that three years into the life cycle of the new console, the next gen, yeah, um, they re they re release it, but like in a smaller package. Yeah, smaller. Yeah. Maybe it's more. Maybe it's more energy efficient. Maybe it's a little yeah. more powerful. Yeah. Maybe it actually includes an HDMI output like the Xbox mm-hmm. 360 back in 2007. So here's my thing. Listen, if it's like 500 bucks. Listen, if you're on this channel and it's five hundred dollars, it comes out every six years or three years. Just 
fucking buy it. is five hundred dollars because that's that's kind of chump that's kind of spare change right there. Just just get it. That's my that's my that's my rationale. Um, yeah. If it's PlayStation or PlayStation Five or Xbox One, fucking buy both. It's a thousand bucks. So what? This is home. Yeah. This is home theater. We're talking. We're talking about video games on home theater channel. Video game consoles on home theater channel. That's not that much money to upgrade every three to six years or or what have you. Every three to six years, uh, five hundred bucks per piece of equipment. That's pretty cheap. So just get both. Yeah. That's how um, I see it. Yeah, because if you look at like a UB nine thousand. Uh, I know friends in my social circle will look at me if I ever spent that much money on one thing and at that, just a Blu-ray player. Like, $1,000 for a Blu-ray player that's, is ludicrous. I'm going to tell you that right now. Like, in my social circle. But that's... Like, uh, people if you're, that I know, if except you, for you, would not would not do that. That's if, that's if ridiculous. If you're a movie watcher... It doesn't watcher. do anything but watch movies and i get that yeah, yeah if you're a movie watcher yeah. and you want the utmost quality i get that i can play both sides of the fence but the problem is um you got your average consumer who might say i want to who want who wants to do what you just said buy a ps5 and an xbox instead of one ub9000 that does one thing yeah. in addition to stream youtube and netflix and yada yada and you know um whatever else it does in terms of audio and video formats yeah, I think I think any of the, but, um, uh, I think most of the home theater guys that are on on my channel over here on the spare change least. Uh I don't think they I don't think they're really average because I don't think I cover most average stuff. Lately I don't think I've yeah, covered I most average stuff. So I think Yeah, you, I know. I, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, I think if you're here. I think these people in this chat here, unless you're a movie fan or a home theater fan, uh I don't think I don't think these guys are really average folks. Yeah. So, so I think dropping like Which is why yeah, I mean, if they're not average folks, this shouldn't be a surprise that, um, or let's just say, right, that the audience I had a couple weeks ago are not average folks. More reason why they should be looking beyond clips. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just saying. Wait, <clears throat> going back to the question, going back to what you just said, we got Mr. DJ Apache, or DJ Apache. What would be an upgrade to the Triton reference for home theater speakers? Focal, Arendel, JTR, Martin Logan, or Dyn Audio. Uh, will be. So if you have. What would I pick? Well, if he's got a Triton, did you did you go with me to the to the New York? Show? I never heard those. The, I, I never heard those. I know they're good though. Yeah, the Triton references like they're awesome speakers. So yeah, I know, uh, I know, I know. They're uh, listen, unless you're dropping twenty grand on a pair of Focals, I'd probably stick with the Triton reference. And I don't think anything from Rendell or JTR, unless the Mart, unless we're talking about the Martin Logan, uh, like the flagship ones that are like in Ferrari red, by the Ferrari, paint <laughs> the guys that paint the Ferrari cars. Fuck, I don't even know yeah. what the model number is. Unless you're talking about those gigantic electrostats, I would probably just stick with the trains because I'm sure, because I know, I know the Rendell ones and the JTRs aren't going to be uh, touching the. Uh, they're not. They're not going to be like a trend reference series, and unless you're talking about the really expensive vocals, then no, I would just stick with a trend reference. So uh, that's my answer to that one, DJ Apache. Because I've been to many, I've been to many uh, audio shows, and I've heard the trend reference, and there's some bangings, 
Those are some banging speakers. I heard some jazz on there. <sighs> Fucking awesome. I was listening. You sound like you sound like yeah. a typical audio file. <laughs> I was like, Fuck. I want to hear some smooth jazz on these speakers. No, nah, I was listening to some. Uh, it wasn't even no, it wasn't even jazz. It was like. Uh, Fuck! What was that guy's name? He's a he's a dude. He plays the guitar, like the bass drum. It's not coming to me right now, but if it comes to me, I'll I'll, I'll bring it back up. But he was just playing the, he was just like strumming the guitar. It's like, bow, 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 bow. Mm-hmm. And, and they they're like they're like Def, they're exactly like Def Tech's, because the guy that came up with Def Tech, he moved from Definitive Technology, went and made a uh, Triton, or sorry, Golden Ear. So they have, they're the same, they look exactly the same as Definitive Technology, Sandy Gross. So he made the diff, he came up with the Definitive Technology, then I don't know what happened. He moved from Def Tech over to Golden Ear. Golden Ears look just like Definitive Technology. They have, they look the same. There's, there's like the 10 inch drivers, subs on the bottom, and there's drivers on the top, and whole shebang. They look the same, just, you know, different colors, physically sort of different. But one of the best, one of the best speakers I heard at the audio show is the Golden Ear. And they're playing Victor Wooten. Victor Wooten. Sir. Victor Wooten. Uh, Victor, W-O-O-T-E-N. He was playing the uh, the bass, the bass guitar. Is that what it's called? Bass guitar or just bass? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that shit, was, that shit was amazing sounding. So, yeah. Uh, if you're talking about going from the Triton Reference or to the Focals or Rendles or JTR, and is that what he owns? That he owns the Reference? I would just stick with the. Uh, I would just stick with the Reference. Like uh, that's. I mean, it's called it's called Reference in the title for a reason. It's one of the best ones you can get. So just uh, stick with it. Just... Except if it's clips, Reference doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no, he's not, I'm just playing. Uh, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, I'll comment on that one. <laughs> I just had to throw it out there to see what people would say because we got people in here asking if it's all right to be gay, so I had to switch it up a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, come, wait, hold on. What? Who is Nick Gers, bro? What? Oh, fuck! One of these guys. Why were you really fun for that? One of these guys. It's gonna get demonetized. Yeah, one, one of these guys again. All right. Uh, Jay, is this you? Jay, are you trip bone? All right. <clears throat> Thoughts on Tecton speakers? Tecton. I, uh, we were <laughs> we were going to do Tecton at some point in time, and Tecton, I guess they're handmade, so it's like you get on the waiting list for like a year, and uh, that's great. But uh, I'm not trying to wait a year for some speakers, so whatever, whatever. <laughs> I hear they're I hear they're great speakers though they're handmade speakers or something like that so I guess that I guess that's awesome. I guess that's a good thing. I, I, apparently he's very knowledgeable and he sells a lot of speakers. Uh, DJ Apache says thanks Shane appreciate it. I have the Golden Ear Triton reference system. Bam! So stay with stay with the Triton reference system. Yeah. Yeah. Stick with that. I would say listen. Have I got a Triton reference? I would get. Two Trent reference speakers up front. I would get two on the sides, two references in the back, and uh, be done with it. Just uh, put put the uh, put some more golden ear speakers on your ceiling and get yourself a nice Atmo system. That's what that's what I would do. You get the extra money for it because them trains, those trains ain't cheap. Mm-mm. They're not cheap speakers. 
I wonder which one he has. Like, what specific Triton speakers? You get. I'm pretty sure you get the big ones. The biggest ones. How much are those? The one R. Thirty-three hundred each. How much are they? Are they thirty-three hundred each? Psst. You get the yeah. how much are the small ones? There's the small ones, right? The smallest ones are seven seventy each. Hmm. I think. Yeah, I heard the big ones. I heard the bigger towers. It goes seven seventy. Yeah. Eleven hundred. 1400 2000 and 3300 Mm-hmm. Yeah, these look ridiculous. Yeah, they're nice, though. They're like those big uh, DevTech ones. Like the, what is it, yeah. the 90s or something like that? The, whatever. Yeah, with the built-in Atmos. But these don't have built-in Atmos, right? These these golden ears. No, no, no. no yeah, they don't. Damn. Oh, look at that. We got one of your fans here. Oh, it's Mr. Klipsch. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Andy? <laughs> You missed the comment. Too bad. Shane's going to take that one out. No, once it goes on iTunes, it ain't, ain't going to get cut out. Here, I'll say it again, all right? But again, remember, <laughs> you have to remember the context as to why it was said. The context as to why it was said is because we had a bunch of people in the chat asking if it was okay to be gay. So we let them do their thing and whatnot, right? We're not going to discourage that sort of talk. <laughs> but I wanted to just kind of like take the heat off of that little bit of stuff that was going on in that chat right there. So Shane said, oh, yeah, I mean, you have the Golden Ear Triton reference. You know, it says reference in the name for a reason. And then I said, well, except if it's Klipsch, reference in the name doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but I immediately Ooh. just joked about that. Took it back. And now you reason why i don't mean it if you look back at what i said at the beginning of the uh beginning of the stream you'll hear that if you're happy with your clips reference stick with them because all i was ever trying to do was to get people to think outside the box and just not go towards the uh the status quo um just kind of get people to think of think about what else is out there and turns out i have because people were asking shane what they should upgrade to I mean, really, the only person that should be mad at me is the owners at Klipsch. I mean, do you guys own stock in Klipsch? Is that why you're so pissed at me? You should, uh, you should listen. If you want to get, if you actually want to get some free Klipsch, you should bash on them a little bit more. <laughs> They're gonna be like, "Listen, we're gonna change your mind. Nah, I'm good. Send you some, we're gonna change your mind and send you some Klipsch speakers." <clears throat> if they want to do that, they might as well do. It. Oh. So you're saying, all right, let's stay on Klipsch. So you're saying you don't like clips because they sell well, like shit? No, nah, I never said that. But this is what you're kind of saying, though. No, nah, I never said that. No, well, all I said was that you got this brand that everybody flocks to, and they flock to it for a reason because it has brand recognition. They yeah. know it sounds good. They know what to expect. They can get it, and it's going to sound good no matter what, and I agree with them. But because of that, because of the same reason that people flock to it and get it and they know what they're going to get and stuff, there's like an overabundance of the people in the hi-fi space that have it. And it's like, it's just en masse. It's like, it's all, oh, everyone has it. Mm -hmm. And then that delves into the idea that, well, aren't we in like this special kind of category of, 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 of people and consumer that uh, if we own something that's a little bit different from what everybody else owns, we're a little bit more special than someone else and you feel a little bit differently and you just you take pride in your ownership in a much different way, 
And you said, yeah, that there, there's something to that. And I said, okay, well, so for all those people who, who, who uh, aspire and who are eager to feel that, if you don't feel it with your clips, you know, there's other brands out there. And I named a few. Yeah, so this is like, um, so we're talking about like... And that's another thing I hate, is that like everyone always trying to be like, I'm contradicting myself. If you actually listen to what I'm saying, analyze it, and had <laughs> and use a little bit more than just 10% of yeah. your brain, you would hear that I'm not contradicting myself. Because yeah. number one, I said, there's no abundance of people in the market that own Klipsch. Number two, <laughs> Klipsch ran 2.0. Uh, number two, there's, well, number one, there's no bunch of people that own clip. Number two, yeah. they think that that's the be all end all of it, right? And number three, the other part, the last part, which is the, the most important, is sometimes people want to feel special about their purchase and they want to they want to be like, I have something that no one else has. And how can you feel that with clips if everyone has it, right? Um, if you go out there and you listen to Golden Ear and you don't like it, by a miracle, you do not like it. Right, and just stick with your clips. Nobody's gonna hurt you. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, all right. Let's just cut the chase here. I'm gonna cut the. I'm gonna cut right to the chase here to what you're actually saying. Um, the clip speakers that are sold. Check out in, all the speakers. The clips. The, oh shit! Your window just. See, this is what I'm talking about. The your window just blow. Your window just blew up here. Your window's like way bigger for some reason. But it's like DJ Apache said, I never liked clips. They're too bright for my taste. 100% agree. Okay. 100% agree. Yeah, so what you're saying is that uh, the mass market clips that you listen to at your local Best Buy, um, what is it, the RP series? I don't, I think it's the RP yeah. and the RF R series. RM, RF, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I think what Elias is alluding to is the RF, RP series. Uh, Kind of shitty sounding, kind of shitty build quality. Don't buy it. It's, ma it's mass market. It's like the Honda of cars. People flock to it because it's easily accessible and it's affordable. And it's a safe bet to get good sound. But it is not the end-all, be-all type of speakers. And there are better options out there to be had for the same price if you do a little bit of homework. So he's here. Or if you just pony up a little bit of extra money. Well, and in some not, cases, not a, not a whole lot of extra money. Because, I mean, they had Powers of yeah. Woken CM8 S2s for 1500 for a pair. Mm -hmm. Is that too much? No. Like, like a couple no. days ago, I, I, I saw CM8s. S2s in white though in white mm -hmm. uh 1500 for a pair yeah so a little bit of money get yourself some better speakers we're talking about the rpr what is it, rf rp series yeah just whatever it is that you see as the first thing when you walk into the store and you and you see their like you see their big speaker section right where they're playing like the latest pop song yeah, Bye. you know. So we're talking we're talking about those series there. And your speaking, your window keeps opening up, fucking crazy, like over here. Yeah, for some reason Skype can't follow me the same way a lot of people in the chat can't follow me, but it's all right because there'll come a day where y'all will possess enough brain capacity to understand. On that note, I'm thinking I'm gonna leave. Hmm. 
Oh, you got something? You, got you something? don't have to deal with that issue. You got something to do? You got something to do in quarantine? I do. What's that? Go to sleep? Jerk off? Nah, neither. <laughs> so, until next time, everybody in the chat. Thanks for better explaining his point, Shane. Yeah, uh, that I don't understand. Meaning, you meant to say, cheap clips sounds like shit. Whatever. <laughs> All right, I'm up. All right.